Hello everybody, welcome to the Feels Like Monday podcast, where we're talking about the Monday moments of life through the lens of a Christian worldview. I'm your host, Ebony Evans. Simply going through 
history. Like I stated in the beginning, there's always a space in between declaration and destination, between dream and realization, between anointing and appointing. The in-between place looks different for everyone, which we can see when we look at the stories in the Bible. Consider the stories of Joseph, the Israelites' exodus, King David, and so many other stories we find in the Bible. Listen to these two verses, Psalms 119.71. It is good for me that I was afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. In Psalms 119.67, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. Now, when I think about the in-between place, these two verses come to mind. To me, the first reflects the side after declaration and after adversity, and the second one kind of reflects both sides before declaration, before the struggle, and then afterwards because the writer says, but now I keep your word. So, in essence, these verses represent what it looks like in the in-between place. Now, both verses, excuse me, both verses have one word in common, and that word is afflicted. The in-between place oftentimes represents a place of affliction. So for the Israelites, it was a desert place. For Joseph, it was a pit, slavery, and a prison. For David, it was on the run in a cave and in the enemy's territory. So we experience different things, all of us, in this in-between place or in the in-between places because our paths are different naturally. And these things that we experience can elicit a lot of different emotions. These emotions can range from frustration, stress, anger, fear, and confusion. And these emotions can produce complaining, withdrawing in an effort to protect oneself and can possibly lead to giving up altogether. Israelites reacted in much the same way to their in-between place. As a result, the older generation died in the desert, never getting to experience their promised land. The in-between places are about coming to know God more than you did before as exhibited in Psalms 119.67 and Psalms 119.71. After affliction, the psalmist kept God's word. That means that while in affliction, he was getting to know him. God's word is all about who he 
the story of the Israelites exodus from Egypt God declared the purpose from the beginning and we find that in Exodus 7 16 that says tell him that is Pharaoh the Lord the God of the Hebrews has sent me to you to say release my people that they may serve me in the desert but until now you have not listened Psalms 105 and Psalms 106, it speaks of how God dealt with Israel as well. And it is clear that he wanted, through all of this, to build relationship with them, but his advances were rejected. And we all know the story of Job and we're not given a direct answer for all that God allowed Job to endure but at the end of God of excuse me but at the end of Job's ordeal he declared in Job 42 verses 4 and 5 hear and I will speak I will question you and make it known to me. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. So in the beginning of Job's story, we find out that Job feared the Lord and he tried his best to do what was right, but he didn't know him like he knew him after his affliction. Now consider our first two verses out of Psalm 119. When we look at the psalm, we see that God's word reveals his character. So before affliction, the psalmist went astray, but the affliction caused him to know God and in turn keep his word. and everything that you can think of your joys and your pains to God see uh, we have this um, idea this philosophy that Complaining is not good. And it really isn't. But I don't think there's any way to get through life in a healthy way without voicing our frustrations, 
angers and stress and all of that and just you know keeping it in I don't think it's healthy to keep that in but it's also not healthy just to go through life and complain to whatever ear may listen to you you know so it's not that Job didn't complain and if you read through the book of Psalms many of the Psalms voice complaints the difference is the direction of the complaints vertical instead of horizontal and I think another difference um, we can look at is with how the Israelites complain um, they complain to Moses and some of them may have voiced their complaints to God but um, the attitude of the complaint um, when, you, when it comes down to it Israelites really didn't believe God and sometimes really we really don't believe God um, and that was a thing that kind of got Job at um, at the end of his ordeal kind of got him in trouble the way that he voiced his complaint um, questioning God and whether or not God knew what he was doing or not. Um, that was the thing that got kind of got Job in trouble. And God answered him out of the whirlwind, you know, um, because of the way that he voiced his complaints. So that's something that we got to uh, keep in mind when it comes to voicing our complaints to God. I just wanted to give you a few verses to encourage you to um, speak to God, keep that connection in those in-between places while you're walking towards the promises of God or waiting on God to manifest those promises for you. Um, our first, and I'll have, you know, let's see, about five or six verses I want to read to you. First is Psalms 37 and 5, and it says, Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. So basically, this one right here is saying, um, voicing our complaints to God and keeping that connection. It's all about trusting in Him and speaking to Him. About 
about everything that's going on in your life. Um, you're not really letting him know what's going on, but really um, demonstrating your trust and letting him know that you believe him to do what he said he's going to do and just, you know, really building that relationship. When you're building a relationship with someone, um, you communicate your trust and everything to that person. It's just what we are supposed to do with God. And Psalms 55.2 says, Attend to me and hear me. I am restless in my complaint and moan noisily. Again, it's just demonstrating and building that relationship with God. Um, and I won't read the whole thing. And as a matter of fact, um, this particular verse is a big part of my last episode which we talked about um, how God cares about justice and that's Psalm 73 where our writer is voicing his his concerns about what he's seeing in the world and how he sees that it looks like know people that do wicked things and are intentional and doing wicked things that seems like their life is easy while him he feels like he gets punished for endeavoring to do the right things and then um, he voiced how it was painful for him to even try to comprehend why this is but then he went to God and he got in his presence and he got the answers that he needed for his complaint and that's Psalm 73 that entire chapter right and the next thing I want to read is Philippians 4 6 and 7 Um, if you've been in church any amount of time especially um, you know children's Sunday schools, one of the hallmark verses that children are taught, and it's very important um, for everyone to understand, and it encourages, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes or surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Um, That's one of those verses that you could absolutely make a life verse. Because it's encouraging us by passing the anxiety that feel in those waiting times and taking those anxious feelings to God and exchanging those anxious feelings for peace Um, and 
next one, which is something that's very important as well. Um, in the in-between place, man, um, sometimes, I don't know, for me, most of the time, I just feel like I don't know what to do. And I can, you know, go and talk to someone that I feel has more wisdom than me, but the most important thing that I could do is go to God who has um, infinite wisdom and uh, James 1.5 talks about doing this and it says if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask of God who gives to all liberally or freely and without reproach and it will be given to him that means that asking for wisdom is one of the hallmark prayers that God wants you to pray um, as many times and as often as you need to pray and pray that prayer God give me wisdom and he'll answer that prayer Um, he'll drop something on your heart or he will um, bring someone to you to speak exactly what you need to hear get the advice that you um, need in that moment for that season or even you know lead you in you know when you're looking for things on the internet lead you to that right place at that right time and all of these things can happen when you ask God for the wisdom that you need and he'll freely give it to you like he won't chastise you for asking for it because he wants you to ask for that wisdom right so what is the point of all this the point of it all is the relationship we have with God it is the point of every story in the Bible it's all about God and the relationship It's the point of our lives. We were created for relationship with God. And these are the things that bring us closer to Him if we let Him. When we talk about the process, the in-between places, or whatever we choose to term it, um, usually the major points seem to be getting to purpose and destiny and fulfilling our calling. And all of these are very important. All of these things are something that we want to achieve in our lives. But all of these things flow out of a relationship with God. Um, Trying to live out these things without a relationship with God. um, It's practically null and void. Um practically self-serving and um, I don't want to say I hate to break it to you because the truth is the truth right Um, we were not placed on this earth just for ourselves we were not placed on this earth just to say you know um, I feel good about helping somebody but we're placed on this earth to glorify and honor God and yes
yes, we do those things through helping people, but it's not just to help us feel good about ourselves, but it's to honor and glorify God when we um, reach out to people and try to bless them and be, be for, 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 I can't say the word. When we are charitable and we give of our time and our resources, um, a lot of times people may try to use those things to um, say that they're righteous, but um, if it's done outside of the will, outside of a relationship with God, um, and without love, then it's really not worth much, right? But our calling, our purpose, our destiny is all about our lives for God, right? And basically, we can't be all that we're meant to be without a relationship with God. Um, don't get me wrong, people can do and have done great things just in and of themselves. But God has so much greater for us if we would um, yield our lives to Him and trust Him and allow him and his spirit to live through us. So basically, it's not really about going higher and further, but with God, that going higher and further is absolutely possible. Um, And even more than that, Having God in our lives helps us to be satisfied with the things that we accomplish, right? Because um, whether anyone would want to admit it or not, um, a lot of times we're reaching further, higher, and trying to achieve and go faster and this and that and the other because we feel a void in us, right? But that void is in the shape of the God of creation. And when we get to know the God of creation, um, ambition um, rightly placed and rightly pursued doesn't become anything selfish but it becomes a holy ambition um it becomes a a holy pursuit versus like I gotta get that bag I gotta I gotta do for me and mine right um but like I said you know this getting to that place of accomplishment And getting to that place of promise is always, you know, 
some space from where you begin to where you're trying to go. And in that in-between space is where we're learning ourselves and learning about God through our relationship with Him. So I, I hope that that makes sense to you. as things I just kind of want to add here it's difficult not to let surf circumstances affect you and it's it's really um, improbable that they will not um, things happen to us and for us in our lives and all of those things kind of you know, shape how we respond um, to stressors, how we respond to opportunities, right? Um, and of course, they're going to affect um, us, especially when those things come in and break the flow of what you've been accustomed to. But sometimes, as we learned in this past year, as a matter of fact, the flow kind of has to be broken sometimes so that God can uh, maybe reintroduce us to his flow. Um, Like, it's just so easy for us to get comfortable in what we're doing and kind of go on autopilot and sometimes when we go on autopilot we don't really do the things that we know we ought to do because we've gotten settled and we know this is how this is supposed to go and you know I'm on this routine and I'm going and I'm doing and whatever and you know because I know what I'm doing and um, this doesn't surprise me then you know I don't need really to have that um, intense fellowship with God that um, maybe I used to have. Like, we don't say it, but like, we begin to act that out, you know, in how we just, you know, get in a routine and we just go and do it. This happens here, and then when this happens, I do this, and when that happens, I do this, and then God is like, you know, up here, looking down, you know, and he's like, well, what about me? We're supposed to be in a relationship, and I'm, you know, supposed to be depending on me to help you grow and go and do, but, you know, you're relying on, you know, what you know and who you know, and, you know, we live in, you know, information age, and you're relying on, you know, if I don't know this, and I can go here and get this and do that and whatever, and so, Things get thrown in our path, so to kind of shake us up, wake us up, and to get us to, you know, look into God. So, when we go through these in-between places, um, it's uncomfortable, but we needed to kind of recalibrate our relationship with God. Um, 
but for others who are more consistent in their relationship, this is the time to lean into God even more. Some of us, you know, we need to, you know, uh, get back to leaning in. Um, those of us or those of you, because I'm, you know, not quite there yet. Um, even though I'm, you know, I'm growing, I'm getting better, you know what I'm saying? have to lean into God again, right? And that's what I think that in-between place is all about. And honestly, well, in some way or fashion, we're all always kind of in-between. Because um, if, if you're living, you're breathing, um, there's still room to grow and achieve and do and be. And... Um, have you know mile markers and we make achievements and in this and that but if there's still breath in your body still breath in my body um, there is no real arrival until we get to that other side so I just want to encourage you to um, trust God um, lean into God even more in that in-between place and um, do the things that you know to do um, pursue the things that you know you're supposed to be pursuing and in your pursuing um, continue to pursue re- your relationship with God um, if you don't have that relationship with God and you're feeling lost um, and confused I encourage you to get to know him and I just want to thank you for listening to what I had to say and I hope that it made sense to you. the episode I hope you enjoyed and I hope to hear from you leave me a message or leave a comment wherever you listen to podcasts until next episode this has been Ebony Evans and this is the feels like Monday podcast